Alright, you guys ready? I'm ready. Always ready. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is gonna fucking suck. We need to write down. Zero percent chance this is good. <laughs> Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Live from the 8-1-5. Episode 53 of Live from the A15 podcast. It is the regular. It's me, Colton St. Vincent. It's Sam Connor. Sam, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Colton? I'm so good. And it's um, <laughs> it is a it is a new third co-host this week. It is Drunk Jake. Uh, you you may know Jake's alter ego as uh, Drunk Jake, and this is the first time that we are going to have him on the show. Drunk Jake, thanks for showing us. Or, or thanks for showing up. How are you doing today? I'm doing real well. Uh, you guys seem real obvious. Like, it's obvious that I'm drunk. But, um, yeah, Drunk Jake is here. You guys usually just know Hi Jake, which we don't talk about because it's not legal. But now we got Drunk Jake, and it's going to be a great episode because I'm here. That is a good start from, from, from Drunk What an Jake. intro. What an intro. Yeah, so um, you may be thinking, wow, this is already the best episode ever. Uh, we, don't, we don't have a single thing planned. It's going to be an improv episode. Um, it's like that scene where, where Michael Scott says um, it's an improvisation where he starts it and even he doesn't know where it's going. That's exactly what we're doing right now. Also, you may hear an echo when I talk. I still don't have Wi-Fi in my new apartment, so I snuck back into my old apartment building, and now I'm currently in an empty room in the apartment um, using their Wi-Fi So from, from my old place. So that's real professionalism here that, going on. That's I where we're it. at right now. Um, shout out to Catherine for letting me in the building. So here we go. Uh, Sam, you know what? You're the you're the most uh, professional one here. What do you want to talk about? There's anything in the world. It doesn't have to be sports this week. Oh god. Um, <laughs> this this whole vibe since we got on has been throwing me off. Colton, you got a homework assignment due at midnight, right? Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually working on it right now. Jake is just hammered. Jake is okay. just flat. Okay, <laughs> let's let's not hammer on me, dude. I'm just trying my best. I'm here. I bet the best uh, avail uh, <laughs> is availability. Okay, I stumbled once in my words. Okay. All right, moving on. Here we go. That's availability of fuck it. Right, well, yeah. I don't think there's been any uh, any hot baseball news other than uh, the Cubs. Playing, playing well recently. The Sox um, just tied it up here in the 10th, I want to say, or you the 9th. Sox are doing Sox things. White it's Sox. been the same all year. Yeah. Um, let's see. Cole Hamels has, has been uh, pitching very well in his, in his first two starts. So Yeah, two, two good games for the Cubs. I hope that he's their second starter in the playoffs because if, if – Cole Hamels is the Cubs' second starter, then that's that's not a good sign for old Cubby's playoff baseball. Why Wait, not? I mean, if he's if he's number two, that means he's uh, fishing well. We need to get Jake to talk the whole podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the Cubs are supposed to have five aces, and if they have Cole Hamels as their number two in the playoffs, that's not where they expect him to be. That's well, then they just have three more aces behind it, Jake. Like a silly goose. Yeah, they have six aces now. So if, he, if, well, if, he's, if he's number two and there's three behind him, that's five. That's five aces. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying the Cubs expected to have a great pitching staff this year, and if Cole Hamels, who's not having a great season, is their second best pitcher going into the playoffs, that's not where you expected to be. I, I mean, the Cubs could still win the NL. I'm not doubting that, but. If Cole Hamels is pitching in the playoffs, that's not what you expected. You thought, no way we trade for a starter because there's no way that Hendricks and Quintana aren't great pitchers 
and ready to pitch in the playoffs. So that's all I'm saying. Hey, well, with the way Hamels is looking in his first two outings, I mean, that's that's huge. That's what they needed. They huge. needed the pitcher to kind of solidify that or that staff right now. I think that's something that's been really good for them. And on top of it, it's crazy how they're hitting this. Like, it's just it's been phenomenal. I think Baez is hitting like 440 since break. Um, don't quote me on that. I don't know that for sure. He's making phenomenal plays. He's at third. He's at second making plays. Can you repeat um, that? I want to I write down my quote for the, uh, for the uh, description. So they're all making phenomenal <laughs> plays. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody seems to be coming around. Rizzo had a couple knocks tonight. I hate saying it. I literally hate him. Um, but, yeah, they look really, really good. And the addition of Hamels, I think, was huge. It's another... Another Theo move, just another, just making moves, no problem. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But I mean, the Theo moves. Let's not get over uh, overzealous on the Theo moves because he's not the best trade artist. Like he's the best draft GM in baseball, but his trades. I mean, let's look at the Quintana trade. Would you call that a win at this point? I would, I would consider at this point. I think it's more of a win for the Cubs because right what? now we've got two guys in the minors still. Yeah. If it ended right now, a below average, less than one WAR pitcher. He could be the worst pitcher in the league, and I would say, okay, there's still one pitcher in the majors. I mean, I get what you're saying. The potential of the deal. So you would trade any pitcher who has a zero WAR for two guys. One guy who's the number three prospect in baseball, and one guy who's the number who's a top twenty. He's Jake, saying, no. What, what Sam is saying right is now. that is that since Jose Quintana has major league stats, he is a better. Pitcher in like he's a better player in the trade if, if you did right yeah. now. Yeah, that's if fair. Right but... now, if it ended right now, you said right now, uh, obviously. But I get what you're saying. Dylan Cease is throwing gems out there. I think his last five starts, he's got like a point like eight ERA. Um, Eloy's been killing it. Eloy will be up soon at some point too. But I know what you're saying. Um, but yeah. still, Eo seems to know how to put it together. And what I'm saying is that that. That will be. I mean, obviously, they're they're starting to find a rhythm. They're starting to find a groove, and I think that's scary for all NL teams. Yeah, it's it's just I, all. My only argument was that Theo winning the Quintana trade is definitely up in the air right now because oh, Quintana, yeah. Quintana's been bit, pitching so poorly for the Cubs. I mean, I root for him, which I've never I never have rooted for a Cub more than I root for Quintana, but he's really struggled. Like I can't argue. I watch all of his games, and he always struggles. So yeah, if he could just get out of like the first three innings, he he's even so annoying. But yeah, he, that 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 freaking first inning, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about it. It's not good. That's it. You heard it first. <laughs> tell James Shields about it, dude. It's he's so way. It's so weird. I feel like that's been a Cubs trend, isn't that like with Lester? Isn't that like with yeah. Hendricks too? What is up with that? I don't. I really don't understand. People it. are saying it's um. The, the pitching coach, they changed from – who's the guy that, that just got fired from the Tigers? I, oh, that yeah, the homophobic or racist guy. I'm not yeah, sure. He called somebody well, a monkey. The, I don't know. What's spider up? Monkey. It was Spider Monkey. Spider Monkey. It was alleged racism. racism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of Larry Rothschild, but he was there before. Uh, whoever, basically, whoever they just had got rid of him, got a new guy, and, and the new guy changed, how, um, changed the uh, warm-ups for the pitchers. Well, I'll say, uh, and I think we can all say, not working. Not working at all, Sam. Not working at all. Um, we can, at, while we're on the Cubs, we might as well touch on the Brewers real quick. Uh, they've been real average since the trades. Um, the positionless baseball <laughs> that they were going for, which is like a, just a term that ESPN term, you know, made a thing. And uh, it hasn't been working. They're not scoring enough runs. They lost tonight. Uh, they're falling farther and farther back of the Cubs. I think they're really back. Two and a half? Two and a half? Two? Two, two and a half, I think. Yeah, they were at one. You know, they should have they taken the lead. You know, the Cubs haven't been uh, taking hold of the division. The Brewers, if they were a good team, they would take hold of the division. But they're, they're not. So uh, they just don't have enough pitching to win in the playoffs. I'm really worried about the Brewers. Brewers five and five in the last ten. Cubs six and four. That's right, man. Uh, That's right. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they're really. I I don't think. And we touched on this last week. I don't think the Brewers really hit on positions that they needed. Um, they didn't hit on a catcher. They didn't hit on infield players outside of their first baseman, which they seem to have four of. Um, I think that was a huge concern for them. They didn't really do anything to 
make that any better. I think Moustakas has, what, two bombs since joining the team, which is, you know, just dandy and all, but um, I think they really need to hit on some weak points, and they missed on that. Um, and, yeah, that should be scary. I think the Cubs, um, and I hate saying this, every bit of me hates saying this, the Cubs have to run away with this division at some point. If they don't, if they if the Cubs don't run away with this, this division, they're kind of a... It's a big disappointment of a season. You can laugh at me for being drunk, but fuck you guys. I see your faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the people don't, Jake. Be a professional. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want drunk Jake to be back around every once in a while. This is good. He'll <laughs> stick around. Any other, um, any other baseball news out there? I don't, I don't really have a whole lot. I don't think there How about the Yankees being kind of done for their division? Isn't that shit crazy? Isn't that yeah. so ridiculous? Yeah, the the Red Sox, this team might be the best regular season team of all time. It, it's a, it's crazy it's crazy impressive. The Yankees. <clears throat> that was me opening shit. my beer. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's been shitting all over the Yankees because they're nine and a half back, but I'm not counting out the Yankees for the uh, World Series. Yankees. Well, one, it's about getting hot at the right time. So yeah. I agree with you. I, I don't think this is obviously, this is not even close to being over. But it's close to being over in this division for this year. It they is the third best record in baseball, and they're nine and a half games out. Think and about they just that. Got... They are I mean, 27 are... games above 500. 27 games, and they are essentially double digits outside of the lead. Isn't that fucking what? crazy? And what I mean, the Red that? Sox aren't losing this division. They would have to lose a lot of games, and the Red Sox are just too good. There's no way the Red Sox don't win 110 games. Bingo. So the Yankees are going to have to play the one-game wild card versus either the right A's yeah. or Tampa Bay or what? Yeah, right now it is uh, the A's. So it's, it's the A's, well, Seattle, and that's it because Tampa's like 10 games back. Well, and I think that was smart for Jake to bring up. In order for the Red Sox to not be in first, they do have to lose a lot of games. Um, and and um, I've been reading a lot online. They're good at baseball, so it's hard for them to lose games when they're good at baseball. Because, yeah. That's and, a good point. And if the <laughs> – <laughs> um, No, but I think that's a, good, that's a good topic because I think we talked last week about uh, the Yankees' bullpen, like getting upgraded, and wow. Uh, Britain gave it up tonight. Um, a Brave hits a two-run shot in the ninth. Um, to even it up, so now it's three three. I don't really know where that game has gone from there. And then obviously Chapman just blows it the other day. Um, their pitching doesn't look. I mean, really, how about it's not even just pitching. It's overall that team looks far, far away from where the Red Sox are right now. So I think that's kind of it's interesting. Yeah, but if you assume if you're going to assume that Chapman and Batances and all these guys are going to get back into form by playoffs then they're going to have a better bullpen than the Red Sox. So Oh, yeah. It, no, it's, it's definitely everything you need except for, like, dominant starting pitching and a little bit of defense. But, like, the Yankees aren't bad at defense. It's just yeah. Boston's fucking amazing at defense. Boston's made for the postseason except for, the, except for they're just not as good in the bullpen as the Yankees. The Yankees have probably the best bullpen in the last, like, 20 years, at maybe ever. Well, again, we all know it's not, you know – being hot right now means absolutely nothing. It means no. absolutely nothing. Who cares? You make it in the playoffs, you're good. The Cardinals make a living off of getting hot at the right time. It's the same thing. The Yankees can do the same thing right now. Uh, it's crazy that we're talking about how they might not be hot right now. They have 69 wins. That's, again, the third home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam, as a, White so- as a fellow White Sox fan, are you rooting for Chris Sale? Do you want him to win a Cy Young slash World Series? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, I I I, ha- I am I definitely am like that's. <laughs> I'm sorry, the lights just went out in the in the room that I'm in. So <laughs> cold, on the struggle bus for sure. I am. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, can go on. Go ahead. Just just act like you can see me. All right. So the question was Chris Sale. Um, yeah, I I definitely am rooting for Chris Sale. Like, how can you not be rooting for Chris Sale? Um, my cousin and I go back and forth on this every day. Um, is there any chance that we end up getting him back in free agency at some point? He thinks yes. I think there's absolutely zero chance we ever. I've, I mean, I've heard that of- on like on like the Twitter sphere and podcasts and stuff. 
he just didn't like being in Chicago. Like he he didn't like the the organization. Well, I think he didn't like the organization because we were awful. We were run by Adam LaRoche, and we had a bunch of disgusting, terrible things going on in our, in our organization. If we hire a coach, he's not a free agent next year. He'll be a free agent the year after. So all of next year can be a tryout. If we're decent, if we're a wild card team, I think Chris Sale is a definite consideration for us to sign. We don't have any contracts on our books so unless we sign a bunch of players, we're going to have a lot of money. We can afford Chris Sale. There's not a lot of teams that will pay him. I agree. Well, I don't know. I think there will be a lot of teams. There will be obviously a lot of suitors for him. My concern is just what you said is do we have – you know, people look at prospects. That's great and all, but look at the prospects that we put up there already. At this point, we don't really have much to show for it. And how are you going to lure in prospects in the future when you don't – or, you know, just uh, – you know, Machado's, uh, Harper's out there, obviously. Like, do you, we do have you no think, chance of touching those guys. Do you think that uh, Renteria is, is the coach to lure people? Or, no, or do you, I do have, you think you'll have, have to get somebody else? No, two points. I think absolutely not. Renteria is terrible, a terrible coach. And we're probably not going to sign any big free agents this offseason. I think next year is a huge year for the White Sox. If we don't compete for a wild card be the twins slash brewers of two years ago the team that kind of surprises people and competes for a wild card next season then we're kind of set back in our uh, in our thought process next year i truly believe the white Sox will be a team that's winning 80 some games honestly Between- okay so when when the cubs like got to the uh nlcs in, in uh, 2015 they were not supposed to be that good that that quick. That was a that was a flat. That, I don't know. That's just like a, a random ass team to like get hot that ended up being really good. It was okay. uh, like going into that season, I was seeing like eighty three to eighty five wins. We ended up winning uh, ninety five, third best team in baseball. That doesn't happen. There was like I was like a whole year or two like ahead of schedule. Just the right players at the right time. Jake Arrieta being Jake Arrieta. Um, I think you guys are. Like maybe next year you might get like seventy five wins, or if you if you get hot for a long period of time, you'll be like four or five games out of the wild card, like mid September. You know, but like I wouldn't expect it to be like, oh, they need to be wild card this year, or it's a failure. Does that make sense? No, I, I yeah, don't know. But like comparisons in terms of teams, let's think about it. I I think you're totally right, Colton. But the comparisons, you guys, you guys still don't have like like uh, major league. Experience pitching. Um, yeah, our like, bullpen is a joke. It's awful. You can I'm you can fix saying, a bullpen pr- uh, pretty quick. That's what. I'm, yeah, exactly. But let's think of a comparison for the White Sox. The Twins, as of last, the Twins almost made the wild card last year. The Brewers were a quick come up team. Do you think the White Colton specifically? Do you think the White Sox could be a Brewers or a Twins that kind of? Excite people in a year and could be a possible playoff fringe team. It would it would depend on the bats, honestly, um, because what the Twins and, and the Brewers both have is fucking ding dong city everywhere. Like those guys can hit bombs on bombs on bombs. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And the reason, quick point, the reason the Twins are bad this year is because Miguel Sano, their third baseman, has been in, sent down. To, he was sent down to single A. And then he was moved up to, like, triple-A. But he was a guy who they expected to hit 30 home runs. So a lot of things can happen in a rebuild. But, yes, Colton, you're right. It, it takes a lot of ding-dong, bing-bongs. Ding-dong, bing-bongs. Hell yeah. Uh, if, if yeah, just, I, uh, I mean, realistically, no. I mean, I love the optimism. I think that that's, that's great. Um, not to get too in-depth on the White Sox, but we really don't have. What else are we going to talk about? Anything. <laughs> yeah. Get in depth on the White Sox. What do we need? Tell me what we, we need, Sam. Honestly, well, I mean, really, right now. Our, our prospects have been kind of a failure up to this point. Um, yeah, we have not Eloy. True. Okay, explain. But actually, no, let me explain. Um, Cease, I'll say that our top guys right now, you can look at them in the minors. You can say Cease, you can say Eloy, you can say Kopech is throwing, he's dealing recently. 
Um, I think those three guys are looking phenomenal. I think Robert's kind of been halted by the injuries. Um, and that, that does look good. That really does. But you, again, have to think that there are always chances with these guys, you know, not making it and not playing as well. Um, and I think that's shown with some of our major, major p- pitching prospects who have already come up, a.k.a. G- Gio, a.k.a. Lopez. Um, and we still have pitching prospects like Hanson in the minors who just got sent down. Um, he was our number two pitching prospect to start the year. Now he's been sent down. Um, a lot of guys you just don't know. Is Dunning going to develop into a major league starter? He's kind of, I don't want to say he's not stalling, but he's just kind of sitting there right now. No, no he, he's over. injured. I agree with you that it has been somewhat disappointing because of the expectation of look at these 30 prospects, or no, let's say 15 prospects that are really exciting for the White Sox. And like six of them work out. That's amazing. If the White Sox can have six of their 30 good prospects work out, that would be great. That's what we need. And... Guys, like you said, um, I mean, you can name. I get what you're saying. I, I think some of them have to work out, and some of them will. But when you look at like Fulmer, Birdie, Geo, oh, Fulmer, you know, all these Jake Burke uh, all on that list, almost like you have to look at these guys and say, man, um, we were hyped that these we were going to have like this full lineup and this full rotation almost, and now here we are sitting, saying like, do we have three guys in this rotation next no. year? Or two yeah, it was it was always a little ambitious for us to say, oh, look at all these prospects. It'll work out perfectly, and we'll have this starting lineup in 2020. We were predicting a lineup four years in the future, and that's just wrong. That's never going to happen. True. But True. Eloy has been everything we expected. Cease has been better than expected. True. True. There's been magical. Our first round pick this year has been great. He struck out one time in his uh, all of his time. He's all the way up in he's in A ball now, so he's been doing great. I mean, there's been a lot of good news in White Sox farm system, and uh, it hasn't been a down year. Even with the injuries of Berger, I'd say the White Sox had a very good uh, developmental season this year. Here's the thing, basically. Everything that like comes down to the Sox rebuild is it's going to get compared to the Cubs. Sox have always been the so younger true. brother, like so like even like just through all the struggles of, of both teams, people still loved one team over the other. It's literally one one younger brother trying to impress their parents with everything they can at this point, and it's going to be like, oh well, your brother did it this way, your brother did uh, I did it that way. The Cubs got so lucky with hitting on almost every top prospect that, that we had. Like, we had, like, six years ago, we had, like, ten guys. And I was like, if three of these can hit, that's awesome. Turns out, they all hit. And, like, yeah, at, I mean, like, like during our uh, World Series, Baez was, exactly. like, was, like, yeah. of, was, like, a huge, um, like, like a disappointment. Until the uh, postseason that year, he got hot. He had, like, two great series. And now he's, our, he's probably our best player. It's just so lucky what the Cubs got. It's so lucky that John Lackey yeah. got signed and that he came on. Like we had so much luck, and the White Sox are just like there's like a lot of like White Sox talk out there where if if these like uh, Jake Berger injuries hit or if these other like injuries or bad months hit, it's just like God damn it! Like we're never going to be that that kind of a rebuild that the uh, Cubs had, and I just think it's going to take two three years to actually see how this works out. Yeah, I agree, Colton. I mean, the Colton the Cubs had a lot of luck. I mean, the White Sox need how many good players? Like, if Eloy hits, you need three or four good players. The Cubs hit on how many? Like six? Six or seven? Yeah, but you say six or seven, but now you're willing to trade half of them. Addison Russell, you would say, is a hit, but you would trade the second. So the real only real hits you had were Chris Bryant you, I mean, now you have Albert Almora, but he didn't help you win a World Series. I mean, as players are needed, I guess Schwarber did, yeah, but like. But I'm like, saying, like, you didn't have that many hits. You had a lot of good signings, and you had a lot of luck. That's what it takes, it takes to win a World Series. That's what I just said, right? yeah. Our, our, hits hey, were, our hits were Contreras, Baez, Schwarber, Almora, Hap, and so that's five. That's five. Oh, like, did Hap help you hits. win a World Series? Uh, we had Russell, Contreras, and Schwarber help us win a World Series. 
and, hey, and, and, and actually Baez because he was the CS uh, MVP. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm just saying, who helped you win a World Series, and how does that correlate to the White hey, Sox? Hits, that hits, had, and like, pieces, hits and pieces four? are huge. You're, Jake, you're talking, I feel like you're talking like hits, like who's going to, you know, these guys got to be stars. Like that's what makes the Cubs the Cubs right now. That's why they're first in their division is because it's not that they have a million guys that are hitting, you know, 300 with, you know, 30 bombs and whatever. It's consistent consistency throughout the lineup that makes them so dangerous. And that's what made them dangerous back then. You make hits here and there. That's great. But if you don't have that consistency one through nine, just like they do, I mean, you're really not that, you know, you're, you're not good. You're, you're not but, a full team. And that's what scares me is that we look at guys like Eloy. We look at guys like Robert and we say, oh, wow, he could fit in and be like that two, three guy maybe someday. That's great. But what makes it great is when you hit on guys that are, oh, we have a 260 hitter. We have a 270 hitter that can fill in and play a role. He has good defense. Like, now we have a role player. And you, you build on that um, as well. And I think that's what the Cubs did so well. And that's what makes them great is they have Baez. They have yeah. Russell. They have Hap. They have um, Almora. You know, they have these guys that play that role. Yeah, I think we're getting those guys. We're building up a big farm system of those guys and the Cubs have done it really well, but the difference is Joe Madden. He's been a great coach. You guys have a great coach. Rick Renteria is not a great coach. I will say that right now. He should not be our coach for success for our future. He shouldn't he could be he could maybe coach us next year, but after that I would say no way. He has not been a great coach. He doesn't make the right call ninety percent of the time. He's really bad. Honestly, like so, I think the co- or the White Sox need a coach like uh, Joe Madden, who can in, excite these young players and kind of move this team towards a direction that is mo- using 10, 11 players instead of like the Cubs do. The Cubs use 10, 11 starters. Ian Happ doesn't play at all. We're shit. But he gets he'll, in the he'll lineup. He'll probably hit like 20 home runs this year still. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like, if he played for the White Sox, he would hit – he'd be like Daniel Polka, who's going to hit 15 home runs in like 200 at-bats. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, Joe Madden works his guys into the lineup. Rick Renteria slash any White Sox manager in the last 10 fucking years doesn't know how to use a lineup effectively. We need a guy who knows how to – maybe – Joe Girenti, anybody. We need a new manager, period. Joe Girardi? Joe Girardi. Say, is anybody going to say anything here? <laughs> Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi, yeah. Hey, Mike Sosha is going to be out there at the end of the year. Uh, that's kind of baseball news. Uh, Mike Sosha is going to leave the team at the end of the year. I think that's kind of mutual. Um, Sosha to the Sox. My dad has been saying that since, like, 2004. Hell yeah, dude. I don't want Mike Sosha. Well, since my dad's face. I want a good manager. I just want a good-ass manager. Because we've had... (laughs) Is that too much to ask, people? (laughs) Is it too much to ask? Because the Bucks have had garbage-ass managers and garbage White Sox. Yeah. Ozzy Guillen is considered one of the best managers in White Sox history. He created a new form of baseball called Ozzy Ball. Oh, you my God. The fact that Ozzy Guillen is it's one of the have good players. players and have them steal every once in a while. Yeah, have them steal every, every once in a while, have a guy bunt, and then have four of the hottest uh, postseason pitchers in, in history <laughs> of baseball. Have <laughs> John Marlin win 21 games. That ain't hard. Yeah, yeah. have four guys have be Cy Young-level pitchers in the playoffs. Whatever. Yeah. Um, well, that's, I guess that's uh, baseball. Do we have any anything else for the sport of baseball? Um, no, no, I so, don't think so. You guys, I just want to sum it up. You guys think the Yankees will make the playoffs and will be fine? Do you think they'll be in a divisional race? No, I think I think Red Sox are going to win that division pretty easily. I think Red Sox are going to take it, but I agree. I think that this is a team. I was just thinking this the other day when I was watching it. Um, as they blew it with Chapman there in the ninth, I think that the Yankees have a lot of time to come around, and Red Sox are hot at the wrong time right now. It's not to say they can't be at the end of the year, but yeah, watch out, Yankees. I agree. I thought yeah. that too, but they're just so good. I don't even know if they're hot. Like, obviously, they're not this yeah. fucking good, but. True, yeah. God damn, they're good. 
I mean, the wild card team, it'll be playing Oakland or Seattle or whatever. The New York versus Oakland or New York versus Seattle. And then they play Cleveland to start the playoffs. And Cleveland is kind of scary because they've been bad all season. But they have a lot of pop in that lineup and one of the best bullpens in baseball undercover. So they could really win a playoff series versus anybody. Last, last, uh, last little baseball thing here. Um, can I ask you guys when are the Dodgers going to get hot? Like they're five and five in the last ten. They're a half game back. Um, they're so the good though. That's fighting in the NL with the Cubs. You know, you kind of think when you think NL top contenders, you're going to think, um, you know, the Diamondbacks. You're going to think the Cubs. I mean, really, you think the Cubs. Um, you know, I guess the Phillies are kind of up there, but. Um, the Dodgers have that spark, have all that, you know, have the talent. What's all the power rankings? All the power rankings have the Dodgers and the Cubs. They're the number four and five teams in the league. So you got to assume the Dodgers are going to start surging sooner or later and pass the freaking Diamondbacks, but they haven't. So I think they will. I think it's, I think September is going to be easy for them. I don't like if all they gotta do is, is make the playoffs and they're the like they're such a good they team, are the uh, number one team I don't want to face. Yeah, oh I mean, my god, no, they're no. so sad. They're that so lineup sad. is ridiculous. So, so good. I, I don't, it's just weird to see that they're five and five in the last ten. That's all. I mean, all they yeah. gotta do is is like win two games in a row now, and then the, then all of a sudden they're like seven and three in their last ten, and like everyone's like, watch out for the Dodgers. You know what I mean? It's just it's yeah. just it can just easily they're a couple turn back so in the wild card now. A um, couple back to the Brewers, which really I don't think they have any issue with. I think the Diamondbacks are actually a good team. Um, they kind of, you know, they meant to put this together just like this five years ago, so I think this is kind of late for them. But um, they do look good. They look consistent. And uh, the Rockies are kind of sneaking up there too. But Dodgers should, I agree with you guys, kind of carry that away. Um, anything else baseball, though? The NL wild card is fascinating because, what, like what you said, the Dodgers are going to pass the Diamondbacks like everyone assumes. And then it's Milwaukee, Atlanta, uh, the Diamondbacks, and Colorado all in a uh, basically two-and-a-half game swing for the wild card. That's going to be crazy down right down the line. It's going to be uh, – I mean, the Cubs could even be in that mix if the Brewers pass them. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Go Cubs. Colton. Go Cubs. How's that for a final final thought? All right. Um, that's it for the sport of baseball. What do you guys got on the sport of football? It's happening. Um, the the Bears played last week. The helmet rule is exactly what I thought it'd be. It was very confusing, and there was no definitive calls. It was the first game with it, and I think we're going to see a lot of bullshit in the uh, regular season. Thoughts? Can we agree that every single season of the NFL starts with the first three weeks have way too many pass interference calls and roughing the passer calls, and then they all hear the complaints and they go back to what it is every other season? It happens every season. Every season, the first three games, I'm like, how are they calling all these pass interferences? And then by the end of the season, it's like, oh, this is just football. Yeah, I mean, I think they tested out, and they, they you know, kind of talked about that, um, you know, even during the first game here last week with the Bears and the uh, Ravens. But, yeah, I think that's kind of a trend. Um, but, yeah, we'll see, I, I think it's kind of a – it's a tough rule. Did you see – Colton, did you watch the game at all? I I, uh, I got to see the uh, end of the first half and then the full second half. Hang on. <laughs> um, before you start, it was one of the funniest things to me that – all first half, they were hyping up, oh, Lamar Jackson's playing the whole second half. We, we will break down every single play that he does. And his first full series was Ray Lewis talking on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And then, like, and then, like, he finished, and then Al Michaels was like, all right, that was Ray Lewis. Also, Lamar Jackson just played. We're going to commercial. It's fourth down. Uh, we'll see when we come back. It was like they couldn't do anything that they were, they were hyping up because of Ray Lewis. I don't think Ray Lewis ever shuts up. Did you watch his Hall of Fame speech? No, that, unfortunately that I didn't. Bad. I don't have time for that in my life. I have things to do. So. Should we talk about the Hall of Fame? If you want, yeah, man. Let's yeah, go. I go. mean, Earl Ecker gave a good, great speech. He talked about, like, all the great Bears players. Players, I'm sure if you guys haven't heard it, because you guys are both Bears fans, I don't even like the Bears, and it was a great speech. He touched on a lot of great Bears players that even like undervalued, like Mike Brown, 
great Bears players. Oh, he always Mike Brown's so up. good. He yeah. touched on so many Bears players, it might make you cry. It might make you tear up. Like, Erlocker gave great speech. I'll probably it was say really, that, um, It was really good. I'll I can't say anything bad about Erlocker. Like, I have so many bad things to say about so many Bears players, but Erlocker is just a good-ass linebacker. I love him. Like, I can't hate him. One yeah, a lot of people Bears. say that about Forte. A lot of a lot of Packer fans, a lot of people Only say that, like him and Cutler. Like, you just never Patrick can Manley. say a bad thing about him. Cutler yeah. has so many things I hate about him. It's only Erlacher and Forte are the two players I can't hate. And Patrick Manley. And Patrick Manley. Oh, well, I mean. We I'm love you. We love friend you, Pat. of the show. We love you. Friend of the show, Pat Manley, Matt Forte, <laughs> and Brian Erlacher are three bears I can't hate as a Packer fan. Can you name any Packers you can't hate? Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry, um, Ray Nitschke. You you don't hate Ray Nitschke. Why is that? No reason. <laughs> I mean, I'll hate Singletary for no reason at I all. I don't know him personally. He was I played a lot of Monopoly Green Bay Packers edition in high school, and um, he was like one of, <laughs> he was he was like one of the higher properties. So I can't really hate him. Good point. Good point. But um, I'm talking like, do you guys hate Rogers? Jordy Nelson because I, 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 I look just I, like him. You do look like Jordy Nelson. Like, yeah. people talk about Jordy Nelson like he's a super handsome guy. But he's honestly, like, he looks like Colton. What and does he, that mean, you son of a bitch? Are you I'm fucking just saying, like, Colton. People if you talk about Jordy Colton Nelson player? like he's this handsome, charming guy. He looks and talks like Colton. Well, get the fuck well, out of here with that no, kind of comment. What I'm saying is, is, if you were an NFL player... Women would say you are so sexy because if you're just an NFL player, what period. Now, Jake, I'm a podcaster. It's, no, it's you're basically high. the same thing. But I'm just saying, like, you'd be posted on like Tumblr as like a sexy man of the week, like Jordy Nelson. If there was a pod, if there was a, if there was a hot, sexy podcaster of the week, I'm sure I'm, I'm in there. I'm sexy as shit. No, I agree. I'm just saying, like, no, you can't. You can't go back to words now, you asshole. You already, you already came on set. So you, the title of this, the title of this episode is going to be Jake thinks Colton's fucking ugly. Cool. And, and he loves the Bears. Jordy Nelson. I am nice enough to compare you to Jordy Nelson. That is, that is it's nice. off as a dig, and you're trying to like dig yourself. You know, you're trying to get out of that. <laughs> I'm handsome. All right, more of the stories. I'm fucking hot. I'm sure people can tell by my voice and, and the curls that I do on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Sick. Well, yeah. Um, no, I did back. I don't even know how we got there, but yeah, Erlacher's speech was great. Bears looked like a team that was playing their fifth string guys. So who cares? Um, they do play their fifth string guys in the first game. Um, oh, you want know actually news kind of today was, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Aaron Rodgers speak, but he was, pissed um after practice today calling out his young wide receivers um only a couple guys out there that he was a fan of um he said the young guys aren't competing very well um commented on how grumpy he is and how uh the effort out there was i believe quote unquote piss poor yeah i loved it dude fire the team up fire the young wide receivers up he told us geronimo allison jake kumaro who has a elite first name and he's been on a practice squad for the last three years um he apparently is going to make the packers roster he's been amazing listen to the name jake kumrow so um he's going to make the packers roster he's been amazing him geronimo allison and uh equinemius st brown have been good everyone else rogers was chitting on i love it because they're just going to fire up all those guys are still looking at Twitter, Instagram, they're going to see Rogers saying this. And they're going to say, oh, shit, Rogers talking shit. We're not playing enough, you know, playing up to par. We're not going to make the team if we don't step it up. And now they got to step it up. I love that Rogers gets the attention. Yeah, all right. And so uh, Rogers is done. I love the Packers this year. Can we talk about that? I, I want to hear your thoughts. I'll say, can I can I get some? I, I want to hear some some standings. Well, I've been going back and forth on this with my cousin. He believes somehow that there will be three teams with more than ten wins in the North, and that we have the hardest division in football. Um, 
crazy in my eyes. But, um, yeah, I think the Packers are kind of a weird team. Like, you don't know how, like, they still have young guys. Did they did they put enough out there on the table to make it, you know, to make it worth Rodgers, you know, year kind of this year? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think they are a huge question mark. This is obviously a huge make or break for them. And you're talking mm. about how they're bringing guys on from the practice squad and doing this. I still don't think they have enough. And you saw how bad the Packers were without Aaron Rodgers kind of leading the charge there. Um, they're a bad team outside of him, and I don't know how much better they got. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to uh, make a few statements on that. It's very similar to the Bucks, in where you're like, okay, the Bucks aren't going to win the East, but they are getting a new coach who might change a lot. The Packers are getting a new defensive coordinator for the first time in a fucking decade. We've had Dom Capers for 10 years. He has been getting shredded for the last six years. He was good for four years. Um, The longest tenure of a defensive coordinator in NFL football last year was Dom Capers at 10 years. The next was some schlub at four years. He had six longer years than the next longest defensive coordinator without getting a head coaching job. So we finally got rid of a guy whose scheme has gotten old, tired out, and just getting burned every play. That's my main uh, argument for the Packers. It is hard to make an argument for the Packers to win the division because the Vikings are fucking good. What do you guys think about uh, what do you guys think about the alliance with uh, Can we agree on the Vikings being good real quick? <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm actually I'm going to say Colton real quick. I think the Lions with Patricia, I think Stafford um, has been working with nothing for years and I feel terrible for him. He's great. He was one of five quarterbacks last year I think with 4000 plus passing yards and 27 or more touchdowns. Um, one of five I think that was Rivers, Big Ben, Brady, um, whoever at Mitch, Stafford, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> Mitchie was uh, last in the NFC in QBR. But um, hell yeah, only yeah, I, only where to go but up. Only where to go but up here. So I think we should all be kind of excited there. But um, yeah, I think the Lions aren't going to be much of anything. Especially, it doesn't matter who's there. I think they just don't have a team. Um, but yeah, I think the Vikings, Jake. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to kind of probably... That's fine. Most people are picking the Vikings. Again, Case Keenum had, like, three total turnovers last year. Three. Yeah. Don't quote me on that again. Um, but it was, like, two interceptions and I think, like, a fumble or something. Um, I, just, I just wrote it down. Kirk Cousins is, is, you know, he wants to, you know, he's a, he's a distant thrower. He wants to, like, work the... He doesn't do dump-offs. He's not a dump-off guy. He's not a short passer. He likes to spread the field. Um, I think that that is kind of going to be a little odd with who they have at the receiving core right now. I don't think they're a very good receiving core. Um, I, I I have questions about their offense, that's for sure. I don't think a right. back in a defense leads you to a Super Bowl. Um, as you can tell, you know, running back's like the most overrated position in football. Um, so I have questions about the Vikings. I still think they're the best in the division, but... Um, I think that there's a real concern about Kirk Cousins being there. He has to he has to be more careful with the ball. I think oh, Kirk Cousins is on the list too. Now I think about it. Two things. You question the Vikings receiving core, which is interesting because a lot of people say that's they're the best receiving core maybe in football with Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. That's a really good receiving core. Um, Dalvin Cook, I am a doubter on. Everyone's really high on Dalvin Cook, thinking he's going to be a stud. Honestly, I think he might be a little overrated. I think he might be a little average. Only because the Vikings' offensive line is terrible. It's been one of the worst in the league for the last three years, and they haven't improved it at all. But um, I think their receiving core is amazing. And that's why I think Kirk Cousins might have the best year of his career. But I still think the Packers' question mark is coaching, and it's hard to argue that a defensive coordinator is going to make a huge change. Just like when I have to argue that the Bucks might be a top-three team in the East, everyone's like, oh, why? Because we have new coaching. But that's a hard argument. So That's a good point, yeah. 
That is right. an argument. Right. Back the box. Let's go back to whatever we were at. But yeah, I'll say uh, Vikings. I think they do have overrated wide receivers. Um, I don't think Diggs is that great. I don't think Treadwell is that great. Um, I think Thielen's okay. I think Thielen's legit. But um, from there on out, I don't know. I love Thielen. I love Stefan. I love Thielen. Treadwell can be a solid about- three. You know what I mean. Colton, what have you heard about Bears training camp? Because I've heard a ton of them Packers. What have you been seeing from the Bears? Hmm. That Mitch Trubisky, like basically the biggest thing I've gotten out of like Twitter and stuff is that Trubisky is uh, having the kind of like, not the play on the field, but how he acts off the field is people are saying it's like the most focused they've seen anybody in a very long time. Who, who is this young? Like he, he, he only has a, a burner phone right now. Um, and he, he like has his own curfew. And the only time he's out of his room during curfew is either doing film or working out. And people are just, people are just like masturbating over how like mature and how well he's like handling everything right now. Um, also apparently Matt Nagy is hilarious, I guess the, the media is loving him and he keeps everything super light and he's like a very fun, playful guy. Um, what a great change for the Bears. Which, yeah, I mean, they, like everything I hear is exactly what I want to hear right now. So it's it's awesome. I love it so far. Hey, my cousin was a dickhead. My cousin ruined this whole thing for me. So I was, you know, I was starting to get excited, right? I was I was starting to feel it. I was like, okay, Nagy's gonna come on. We got some weapons on offense. Um, Trubisky's gonna come by. You know, he's gonna have a decent year. We're gonna go seven and nine, eight and eight. Well, my cousin starts telling me we're gonna, you know, go oh, ten on six. Ten six. I'm thinking nuts. No, I've, I've seen there are four guys on NFL Network that have the Bears made the playoffs at, at yeah, 10 and 6. crazy. The Bears have so much hype, just like well, every year. Well, because every, people last year. Because everybody wants, oh, here's my surprise team. And um, everyone and their mom has oh, has, uh, has San Fran this year. So, there, so there's going to be people that are like, you know what? No, San Fran's overrated. Here's my team. Here's the Bears. And that's, and that's the only reason why they're getting love. They're yeah. the new Rams. Yeah, my my cousin said that uh, he this is the <laughs> most excited he's been since uh, Mark Tressman took over the team. Oh and God! I, he he he's said a, that he's to an me. offensive and genius. You know how quickly that ruined it. Like that that ruined every bit of hope I had. I was not excited at all after that. But um, yeah, I think the Bears look interesting. It'll be a fun year. I still think seven and nine, eight and eight is very reasonable. Colton, I think so, we agreed on that last week, right? I think eight and eight is the best case scenario for. I mean, but like. That's but again, no we lost. We lost four games last year that were one one score games with zero um, offense, with like no actual offense except run, run, pass, punt. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, Fox wasn't very good. Yeah, no, it that, that's that's coaching. We literally we probably did lose four games just from coaching alone. You're, you're probably right on that, and that puts us right at what the yeah we had five. So let's say nine wins right there. If somehow we hit nine wins, Colton, that's a great year for the Bears. Oh, it's a huge – I'd be so pumped. If there's ever a point with like five or six games left where I'm watching NFL Network and they and they have their big board and they're like – and win, loss, win, win, Bears making the playoffs. I'm like, this is a fucking great year. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. The Bears – well, the Bears – can we agree that the Bears are fighting for third in the division, obviously? I mean, a lot of people have them as a wild card team. I don't see it. I mean, I think the Bears are really good. They're just really young. I think I, I think the uh, division's too good. I would say I don't know if if even really good is a is a thing. I don't think they're really good. I think they are really young. They have potential, and I think Nagy potential. has to implement an offense that works. The thing is, really also really we have well. a super easy schedule. We have a very easy schedule compared. But to so it. does everyone in the division. Yeah, but like. I don't know. I I am not I, think, I am not scared of a lot of non non division teams. Do don't the don't hey. the Vikings hit like the Patriots and the Rams away away and then go like to the Saints like a week later two weeks like a, yeah they have like a week and then a Saints trip there too. So I don't know. I I, I think it's kind of out there for a lot of people. Um, well, I think this division could be interesting. How about that? Honestly, at the end of the. The only this team that, that, that most, would surprise me to win the division is the Bears. The most interesting division in football is the NFC North, period. I mean, the Vikings and the Packers are fighting hard, and the Lions and the Bears both have been hyped for four straight years for no reason. But everyone loves the Lions and the Bears for some reason, and they'll be hyped. And it's, it's, 
the best division of football, period. It's amazing. NFC North is awesome. They are awesome. Awesome. NFC North equal awesome. Heck yeah. That's what I like to hear. Well, guys, um, I mean, I really don't have anything else on football. Um, Basketball, nothing else really happened, so we could just talk about that later. Do you have anything else in sports in general? Well, did we... Did nobody else see the whole joking Noah workout video? Like, I we're not skipping basketball, are we? If we we're not, we if can we skip basketball, but Derek that does Rose. not mean that we have to skip our Derrick Rose and, and Joakim Noah updates. Let's hear them. All right. Cool. So I'll just hit three things real quick. Uh, Joakim Noah power workout video. Um, he was draining threes. Huh? He was draining threes. Draining, I mean, just step back, hitting threes. Uh, kind of driving on this guy a little. Um, no word on who the guy is just yet. Probably just he's probably like some huge bodybuilder that is is known for uh, his defensive prowess. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely sure not like a is. fan that they picked out from the street for sure. Not hit, not that. Yeah, and this was like this wasn't a high school gym. This was like uh, I think they just had this practice at like Madison Square Garden. So um, Joe, uh, looking healthy, looking ready. Um, hopefully he can play some minutes next year. Uh, Derek Rose was just in China. Jake and I were talking about that. Uh, Derek Rose doing his thing, handing out, uh, shoes. So a lot of people were pre-ordering his shoes, I guess, in China. I couldn't have guessed. Um, and he's going door to door being the guy he is, uh, handing out those shoes, meeting with fans, doing his thing. Um, really preparing for his MVP, um, season coming Sam, forward. If, Sam, if, if Derek Rose ever, um, wins a uh, MVP again, I'll cut off both my pinky toes. I was just about to say, I'm not kidding with you. I'll match your pinky toes. I'll give you those pinky toes on top of it. I'll be glad to. I'd be I what? Mean, I'll be glad to give you my pinky toes on top of it. But you're gonna. But you you already have yours like in a bet. Yeah, but I'm gonna win those bets. So, so okay. Have, so this podcast will have two total pinky toes if Derrick Rose ever wins an MVP. Right? I might throw in some other toes in pure excitement. I might not know what I'm hitting at that point. <laughs> Seriously, that would be the coolest thing ever. Um, yeah, Derrick Rose making his comeback now. Something I did find last year, though, that kind of shits on the whole thing. Um, just a fun stat. Luol Deng, Joakim Noah, and Omar C combined to score a total of 36 points last year. Um, they also combined to make $45.5 million. Um so that was my those are my those are my only three points for the update. Uh, Derek Rose looks healthy. Joking Noah looks awesome, and uh, turns out the old Bulls roster didn't do a lot of teams any favors last year. Forty five million dollars, thirty six points. Hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! But that's uh, that's really all I got for that update. Uh, any basketball? Was there anything? I think the Christmas schedule just came out. Bucks Knicks Christmas. That's the number one game, not the Lakers Warriors. It's Bucks Knicks. Um, Hell yeah, baby! <laughs> when's when's the last yeah. time when's the last time LeBron didn't play on Christmas? Yeah, it was Cavaliers. I mean, who wouldn't have guessed Cavaliers Warriors last year? It was the like Cavaliers Warriors the last like three years. Um, and yeah, Lakers Lakers Warriors. Um, that's really all I have there um, for basketball. You guys got anything? I got nothing. Oh. Nope. Well, uh, I mean, I guess we can do a quick uh, PGA Championship preview because I'm sure that's what everyone's waiting to hear for. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, here's here's our preview. Tiger's going to win the, the PGA Championship. Back to you guys. Yeah, I got Tiger. <laughs> uh, let's three for three here. I've got Tiger. Tiger got Woods is going to win the PGA Championship. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. Nobody else is ever saying that ever. We got a hundred percent Tiger support on this podcast. So yeah, no nobody from Rockford, Illinois, has ever no three podcasters from Rockford, Illinois, have ever been on live in the eight one five to say that Tiger Woods is going to win. So I on a Tuesday night, on a Tuesday night uh, around eleven forty. Yes. <laughs> wow, I can't believe we're the first ones to do that. We're such we're such innovators. So yeah. Um, Guys, that's uh, is that it for the sports talk? I think so. Um, any have you guys seen any movies or TV shows or anything you just want to talk about in general? I'm here for you. I kind of don't want to get into movies after the debacle last week um, with the uh, I see I'm gonna I'm gonna miss on it. 
Ekrema, whatever it was, that movie I had watched. Um, I'm going to just try and avoid that. Uh, I haven't watched movies or watched anything since. Um, I just lay in bed. I started reading because of it. <laughs> You've been reading? No. What I'm... a fucking nerd. <laughs> no, I haven't watched anything. I haven't been reading anything. Uh, I've kind of been a boring week. You guys been watching anything? Um, have you guys seen Cockblockers? No. Holy shit, is this, is, that movie is so fucking funny. It is so good. Uh, it's got John Cena, Leslie Mann, some other guy that I recognize that I don't know who he is, but you'll definitely recognize him. He's, he's one of those guys. It's fucking, John Cena in it is such a square, and for some reason it just had me cracking up the entire time. He's such like a, like a, like a doofus dad. He wears like, he wears like khaki shorts, and he tucks in his, his polo shirt, and it's so funny. That, that movie got really good ratings for looking absolutely terrible. It I thought, so I thought it, honestly, I thought it, it looked good. Watch it. It's really funny. It's a, it's a, it's I feel I, John Cena was my idol growing up. I have a John Cena signed picture sitting in my room still. Is that, uh, is that next to your fake uh, Derrick Rose signed picture? Uh, the Derrick Rose one. The real. Derrick Rose one. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, no, I'll definitely watch that though. Love John Cena. Um, Jake, anything? Do you remember well, anything? Assuming you didn't uh, see Popstar. Still haven't seen Popstar. I don't have Damn. internet. I can't fucking get it anywhere. Fuck. <laughs> did, yep. did you see anything new? <laughs> no, I, I, I've seen pretty much the same shit. I, um, I've been watching uh, Law & Order, if that counts. I think Jake's out. I don't know what just happened to him. Uh <laughs> I think he closed his laptop. <laughs> All right, Jake's done for the night, y'all. Um, I want to hear. Have been done for the night like an hour ago. I want to hear way more about your Law and Order. You have no idea how like how excited I am to hear about this. Oh, I love. I used to watch Law and Order a long time ago, and um, just started back up. Uh, my girlfriend was watching it, and sure enough, like Olivia Benson just just wraps you in like you're you're intrigued by whatever she's doing so olivia. benson elliot stabler it's the way to go who's olivia benson cricket cricket yeah. cricket cricket uh hey jake jake larue officially left so i don't <laughs> think he's ever coming back <laughs> <laughs> he might have he might have really thought we were done there too <laughs> jake, jake what a soldier if you, jake if you actually like listen to this through the podcast you're a soldier shout out to you thanks for coming on you were not in any condition to come on <laughs> yeah I was just, my, my favorite part of that was him going from i think i just asked him something about the division standings and he went from vikings to packers to bucks to i forget what he said and it was all in like a, a two minute span it was in, it was Maybe. in one breath yeah, it makes for really great, great radio, great podcasting. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny, but yeah, trooper, trooper to Jake. Yeah. Um, sorry if I'm. Hey guys, also sorry if you hear me typing. I have to turn in this assignment in 15 minutes, so I'm I'm close enough where I'll be good. But um, let's see. Uh, have you ever seen? I'm not a huge Amy Schumer guy, but I I watched. I feel pretty. Okay. I've never, I've actually never even heard of it. What's don't, about? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, Not it's, good. <laughs> it's, I'd give it like a, I'd give it like a 5.8. It was, here's the thing. I was expecting like a 2 out of 10. It was, I thought it was going to be terrible. Um, watched it. Uh, I'm not a huge Amy Schumer fan, but I laughed out loud pretty hard a few times, like more than I was expecting. But it's one of those things where if it's on, I wouldn't say no. If someone's like, hey, do you want to watch this? I'm always going to say no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of agree. With I'm, not, I'm not an Amy Schumer person. Um, I think I've seen a couple of her flicks, and it's her. And who's the other Who's the other um, heftier woman? Melissa McCarthy? Uh, yes. Uh, they, I feel like, just create the same movies. Like, I feel like some director is just sitting around. Yeah. Making the same movies but for both. Melissa McCarthy does have some funny movies, and she has this movie coming out. Have you seen her new movie that's that's coming out? It's called like The Happy Time Murders, and she she plays a like dirty mouth detective in New York City, and in in the world that they live in, there's puppets. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like Sesame Street puppets, but they're all like super dirty and raunchy, <laughs> and like people keep like murdering puppets. The whole thing is like figure out who's doing it. Um, 
feel like, like that's actually kind of interesting. It looks Damn. fucking hilarious. I'm not going to lie. Look look that up. That's everyone's homework at home this week. Look up Happy Time Murder trailer. It looks laugh out loud funny, and I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. Hey, that – I feel like I always like kind of crap on Melissa McCarthy, and then I see her movies, and I'm like, oh, she was funny. And then a week later, I'm like, she sucks. She's terrible. No, I she. That's probably gonna be a really good. If, if if you look at um, if you look at the uh, movies that she's done, uh, they're actually pretty funny. They're not bad. Damn it. Um, so you haven't seen Popstar yet, though, either, right? No, no, still haven't seen Popstar. And speaking of that, Jake just texted me and said Skype is updating. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. Well, it's it's gonna be over by the time. Oh, for back. sure. I, I'll probably be in bed by the time Skype's done updating. Because fuck Skype. Um, yeah. Let's see. Is that is that it for you? Is is that is that all you got? I I really I swear I haven't been watching much. I've been trying to keep up with sports and uh, um, yeah, that's all. I mean, really, that's all I got. I've been watching Law and Order SVU. How boring is that? Yeah, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> It's really sad to see these people, like, I'm watching this show, and, like, some of them have, like, pagers, and some of them are using, like, flip phones, like, the OG, the most original flip phones, so yeah. I'm thinking to myself, it's probably time to start watching something else. Yeah, there's there's so many episodes where they get paged, and then they have to go to a payphone and fucking call, call, the, call it back. Wow, yeah, I need to get out of this. Um... No, that's that's really all I got. I was uh, I was excited to talk about Derek Rose, Jake Rambled, and you. Did you finish your homework? That's that's probably good to know. I have done? I have ten minutes to turn it in, but I am on my last paragraph right now. I can easily promise ten minutes because I'm fucking smart. Last paragraph. Well, hey, that's that's what I got. That's I'm done. I'm good. Cool. Well, that's episode fifty three of Live Name on Five podcast. Uh, sorry you had to listen to that. That was terrible. Probably it was, it was just it was just us rambling on about stuff, but. Uh, that's what you got to do, you know. You know what I mean. Hey, let's let's get a good MySpace top eight next week. Let's let's get some thought. Let's let's do something good. Let's reward the listeners who listen to this with a really banging one next week. I something agree. that like got some real hot hot something. MySpace. Just something because like we always do MySpace top eight at the very last minute, and it's never like well thought out. If we think one out, think it through. Yeah, oh, I think for that'd sure. be hilarious. I think it'd be good too, and then I also think. Uh, I don't mean to give the viewers or the listeners, I'm sorry, um, some ideas into what we're thinking, but I've been reading some stuff on Kiss and Tell, and I don't know, I, you know, I just, I hear that's kind of a thing out there, Kiss and Tell, uh, Colton, I think you thought of that idea, so what was that about? You'll have to wait to find out. Oh. You'll have to stay tuned. We call that a little tickler tease. I just, uh, I just came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> that All was right. good too well thanks for listening on SoundCloud iTunes and 12 on Sports Radio shout out to, to our 12 on Sports Radio thanks for being patient with us um, I don't always send the episodes so that one's on me um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah that's thank it. you 12 ounce Epi- yeah huge thanks honestly 12 on Sports Radio you to bomb uh, that's episode 53 live thing on 5 podcast for Jake um, who Skype is updating. I had some air quotes there, but drunk Jake, thank you for joining us this week. Um, Sam, thank you so much. I love you. Love you. Peace up. Peace A-Town. Down. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay.